Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the weekly, or almost weekly, we give it our best shot, Secrets of Saturn livestream. I am Jason Lindgren, your host. We are back from the solar return celebration, which went smashingly well. I hope I uh, speak for everybody when we said, when we say that we had a very good time. It was, uh, it was quite, quite the thing. So tonight, doing something a little different, uh, I'm bringing on a guest, a, a returning guest from uh, Crow Triple Seven Radio, and his name is Mr. Derek Condit. Uh, you may remember him from <coughs> talking about bees and shungite and all other sorts of good things. And I th wanted to talk about life extension, and I thought this would, might be an interesting conversation. So anyway, tonight we of course have Derek, we have Wayne McCroy, the great Baldini, and my better half, as everyone likes to call her, Rose Triple Seven. Everyone's mics should be on, so hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Crow's going to be a little late, by the way. Let every, just to let everyone know, let, let me get the uh, on-screen pictures all where they need to be, since I didn't have pictures for everyone at the time. But we're going to fix that. So, how's everybody doing? Baldini, you were there with me. What did you think of the uh, solar return celebration? Outstanding. It was <laughs> a big time was had by all. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and it was great rejoicing. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, um, just, a, a, you know, uh, these are some of the uh, really best people that uh, I have um, come across. It, the, the remarkable uh, nature of meeting that many uh, amazing people in that short of space of time uh, and that uh, you know, kind of environment is um, it's pretty pretty off the charts. If you haven't done it, you really you really should. Uh, it will charge your batteries. There's no doubt. Yeah, 
That was great. It was great being able to jam with you too. That was all sorts of fun. That was so much fun. Yeah, the the music aspect of it um, certainly was a, a great deal of fun for me. So if, if you're unaware, um, in addition to uh, just getting together as uh, Karen B wanted to do, uh, there was uh, some music and arts going on, and part of that was uh, we did some just jam session sort of stuff. Uh, and Jason threw down some of his uh, original material as well, and we just had a big time. And then uh, ODD did his first ever live performance as well as uh, One Big Love, and um, <clears throat> Chief Crow and the Flat Earthworms uh, rocked it out there to finish it up and uh, even asked me to come sit in for a couple of songs. That was um, big time for me as well. <laughs> so uh, It was just a, a, a lot of fun, uh, absolutely. And uh, you broke out some some good tunes. I mean, we just had a had a had uh, just a great time. Uh, it was uh, a lot of fun. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah, no, that was great. All right, let's get Derek in here. He's uh, the man of the hour, or two hours as it were. What's up, Derek? I was just going to say, it sounds like I missed uh, a pretty good time with you all. We did. That was the first live show I've played of my music in five years, I think it was. So that was uh, that was a good test of whether or not I was going to crack or not. Ah, good. Sounds <laughs> like it went well. That's you awesome. had leftover crack? Wait a minute. <laughs> and we're not even going to go there, and Crow's not even in the room yet. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> no, I'm, I'm doing well up here. Derek, I'm so you're definitely impression. invited to the event in October. Oh, there's another one in October. Yeah, there'll be another event in uh, October, uh, Flattoberfest, uh, probably in the same, uh, probably the same venue, if I had to guess. Oh, nice! Yeah, oh, thank you for that heads up too, Rose. That's awesome. That's uh, and where's that? Where's it going to be located? Uh, I was in uh, Greenville, um, South Kakalaki, South Carolina. Gotcha. South Kakalaki. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, pretty pretty far extreme from where I'm up uh, here in Washington State. Um, well, I came from Seattle, so <laughs> I it like well worth the trip. Yeah, it, it was. Um, it was the, the the travel itself was hideous. As uh, Jason and I were were discussing offline there, but uh, uh, it was certainly well worth it. Um, absolutely. Uh, so this is uh, I went to the Flattoberfest and absolutely was uh, on board to go back for the the Solar Return Festival. So uh, even from Seattle, it was well worth the trip. That's that's for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I can always use a break. So that actually sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, it'd be great if you came, dude. By the way, the reason why we we have it where we have it, um, our friend Karen B, who ran, runs these things found a uh, Shriners Hall that rents for a very reasonable price and no masks involved with anyone. It is an absolutely beautiful thing. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah, we don't we don't play the whole requirement up here either in our area, but yeah, that's that's awesome here. Requirement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe Washington will be the next state that uh, ditches the quote-unquote mandates. But a lot of the businesses are still being total shits about it, and we really got to start fighting back. I had a very interesting conversation. Well, Rose, Rose was there, too. We were talking to our friend Alphonse last night, and he said some really interesting things about why things might be happening with uh, a lot of these mandates and all that and why states are ditching them. Um, that's. It sounds like there's there's a show or maybe even a live stream or something just in that because he's he knows what he's doing and it's quite entertaining. But anyway, all right, let's get into this. I thought we'd have a, an interesting chat on life extension, and uh, the reason why this was on my mind and I thought of it was on the way home from South Carolina, which was a very long drive for Rose and myself. I was listening to a lot of transhumanism. Transhumanism, say the word, Jason, uh, trying to 
catch up and see where things were at right now and what what these ding-dongs are saying and things like that. And, of course, one of their prime obsessions is life extension. And, well, that's not what you do. You, do, you don't do it through technology. You do it through natural means. And a lot of people talk about this sort of thing. A lot of people who are into natural healing and things like that, they talk about the sort of things that go into what could possibly extend your life. But you really knew your, your shenanigans when we were talking about it on the last episode of Crow Triple Seven, so I thought we could expand on that more since we were trying to get in a whole bunch of info. So which aspect do you want to start with? Do we want to explain what telomeres are and get into the whole uh, C60, carbon 60, uh, buckyballs thing? Wherever you like, my friend. Okay, sure. Yeah, and um, and then I'm not sure how, how woohoo you want to go, as I jokingly call, call it, um, you know, metaphysical. But yeah, I mean, we can go 3D first with the telomeres. So, of course, um, so I'm also what's called a, a shungite beekeeper. So we use that mineral shungite for those that are familiar with it. It's a mineral found in Russia. It's often used for grounding or earthing, um, basically removing excess energies. So we actually use that on our beehives. So we're organic beekeepers with great results on that. Um, but I'm actually bringing that up because it's actually been shown scientifically and talking about telomeres, um, of course, honey products and hopefully organic chemical or treatment free ones like we use or how we keep ours um, are integrated into your your um, your recipe, your biome, because what they do is actually help extend your telomeres. So you can think of telomeres kind of like, you know, maybe you, the fingernails and the end of your chromosome. And when they shorten, that's kind of the end of your life, as they say it. But I just want to make the bigger point that there's no reason those should be shortening. You can actually extend them. And one way in 3D is, of course, like I was saying, um, good organic honey products in many forms that can be organic honey um, that can be used in propolis in different ways. But on the in the 3D or physical realm, that does have the ability of of extending those and then extending your your basically life extension with it. But everything being energy, of course, I'm going to default to that. Where physicists will tell you, 90% of our reality are thoughts and emotions. So the invisible stuff. So I like to work within those realms too on on your thoughts and feelings and energies. Um, to help you know extend your life and it's all um, basically frequency so we can go lots of angles with this and as you'd mentioned even the the buckyball and for those who don't know what a buckyball is there's lots of ways of describing that but it's a a shape and it's actually a soccer ball shape and it's sometimes called a, a buckyball or fullerene or c60 molecule um, sacred geometry again lots of ways of describing this but understanding First, and what I'm coming at is that it's a shape or a container, that soccer ball shape I'm talking, in your imagination. And that's why I mentioned 90% of this universe is your imagination and feelings. And again, the physicist will tell you that. So why not try having a large effect on your reality in the 90% rather than just the 10% we call 3D, which is illusion anyway. But on that 90%, if you work within energies and feelings, and you have the understanding of that soccer ball shape as a container, well, all you have to do is use your imagination, imagine that shape, and it's called manifesting, and then you would then imagine what you want in it, and if that would mean even something to, um, to the extent of extended telomeres or longer life extension or helping you personally heal yourself, even physically, 
you can do that with these thoughts and feelings. And that's tying in that whole buckyball or soccer ball shape into your imagination. So, now, mm-hmm. now the, the buckyball, is that a uh, hexagonal type shape? Uh, when you look at it, like uh, all the different, uh, like you're describing it like a soccer ball, are they like all hexagon type shapes that uh, combine together to make this type shape? Yeah, it's actually hexagons and pentagons. So um, okay. six-sided and five-sided. It's a combination of those. And basically, in essence, it is a soccer ball shape is a good way to think about it. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's uh, that geometry in and of itself could, uh, you know, really tell a lot uh, when you're looking at the, the energy type aspect of it. And I like that you went there. And I wanted to pick your brain a little bit about uh, as far as the hexagon shape. If you look at the shape of the honeycomb, uh, do you think that plays an important part in uh, why honey has the properties that it does? Oh, that's such a great point. It absolutely does, because scientists call the energies around us. Often they call it orgone energies, ether, prana. There's lots of ways of describing it. By the way, Derek, in- don't 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 worry about getting a little woo on this. We're, we're not okay. we're not worried about holding back anything. Feel free to give your opinions, your experiences, whatever it is. Go for it. Everything's um, fair game. Awesome. Okay, great. No, no limits in. So I'll just talk woohoo all I want. Perfect. Um, that works for me, man. <laughs> good, because that frees me up some. So I don't have some restrictions. You know, thinking, oh, just 3D, um, because I perceive lots of levels of our reality. You can call them frequencies, and from that perspective, um, and I can see the frequencies much as as bees do. Well, knowing that um, the hexagon shape that we're talking about here, the six sided shape, is actually as it was just mentioned. So it's also so the shape of a honeycomb cell and so when you're talking about a frame of honey um, if you open up a beehive there's usually about 10 frames in there on what's called a langstroth hive i won't get too much into the beekeeping aspect of it but there are frames in a beehive for those that don't know and that's what the bees build their honeycomb on to keep their brood their babies and or the honey well i can tell you bees have been around for a little while and i'm kind of saying that jokingly because they've been around forever and so they know what they're doing and they don't waste time. So there's a reason that their honeycomb is the shape of hexagon. And then, by the way, I can give you a little add on that the, the little hexagon shapes that make up the overall honeycomb, they actually pop into. And this is a physics study. They actually pop into shape. So you can imagine the bees building their honeycomb. They're not in there with little trowels and little shovels and picks and, you know, forming this just such they don't have those tools what they're doing is working they're making the wax of course and then that organic wax is actually in about a second and a half once there's enough wax there it pops into the perfect shape of a honeycomb already so it's following the natural energy lines that are within our reality so orgone energy or just energy wants to follow certain energy lines sometimes we call them ley lines energy lines different things and these are um, malleable lines or boundaries that we can actually affect with our feelings. Um, it's actually a, a whole coherence thing with your heart we can generate as humans. But the bees do it with a frequency in their buzz. So not the buzz of a bee, the sound, but the frequency behind it, much like a cat's purr. Scientists know about this as well. There's actually a frequency in a cat's purr that will help heal bones about 400 times faster. It's 0.1 hertz. For those that want to know, and it's uh, Dr. Uh, Greg Braden calls it heart brain coherence. You know, people know about it and it's an actual frequency. But knowing that, 
the bees generate that frequency in their environment. And then again, that little honeycomb cell will just all of a sudden pop into the perfect shape for holding what I would just call, and others do as well, just a love energy, that 0.1 hertz. So in essence, when those bees are making their honeycomb and making all these little honeycomb cells and putting honey in there and then sealing them up, that's the perfect frequency environment for living energy. And again, that could be called orgone energy. And that's what the bees do with it. So they don't do anything random. It's stored in that for a reason. Um, and actually, that's also why when we sell our shungite honey, it's in glass containers because, of course, you don't want plastic or metals or things for lots of reasons. It's in glass in a hexagon shape. It holds those energy. And hexagon is not the only, um, again, they sometimes call it sacred geometry or platonic solids, but shapes that hold energy, but it's one of them. And then I can give you a quick add-on, too, that that soccer ball shape I'm talking about, or C60 molecule, perfectly holds one water molecule within it with no room for anything else. And again, that's not another mistake by nature, something like that. So that shape holding one water molecule, and so probably everybody listening to this show understands water molecules, crystalline structures are programmable by intentions. Um, so I would, you know, I'd like to point out, don't let that be lost on you, that if you use your imagination to imagine that soccer ball or buckyball shape around you, because us as individuals are built of a certain percentage of water, which is programmable, so is our environment, the water molecules around us. So if we have the wherewithal just to imagine that soccer ball shape around us and then generate a feeling and intention, remember that 90% of the universe I was talking about, then you can really have an effect on what you're trying to manifest and have an effect on. And in today's case, what we're talking about is life extension. So what I would suggest is imagining that shape, imagine yourself in it already at the state you want to be, not a perpetual healing. So meaning not getting younger, but already young and not healing, but healed. Because when you're using your imagination and thoughts and intentions, you're actually having an effect and you're programming your aura or energy body. So I would suggest not programming it for perpetual healing with the ING on there, but be healed or something like that with the ED. So you want to get to the end result of it when you're doing energy work like that. Um, so that's one of the things you can do with that shape. Uh, and again, there are many containers to hold energies in our reality. It's kind of like, I like to describe it as, um, well, let's say, you're in, you're in front of me, Jason, and you need some energy here in 3D, and one of the forms of energy are water, and I have a, a cup of water, and I kind of toss it at you without giving you the container of water. Yeah, the energy got all over you. You got a little bit of it, but doesn't that energy work a whole lot better, the water, in a container like a, a cup or a pitcher? So it's the same way when we're working in the etheric energies or frequency or realms. If you imagine the container, it's going to hold your intentions or feelings for about 24 hours so for someone like me that can that perceives frequencies we can see the energy lines well they start to dissipate after 24 hours so every 24 hours i reimagine myself just inside of yes a soccer ball of love and then using that energy i can regenerate and then you can do miraculous things within that understanding um, to help heal yourself and to have different outcomes on things so let's start with uh, why do we age in the first place? Let's let's kind of uh, put that down as a groundwork. And I, I know I mentioned telomeres earlier, 
But uh, let's start with that. Why do humans age in the first place? Cells replicate and they they fade a little bit each time. The data isn't transferred to the next generation. And do we know, do you know how to explain why, why that might be? Um, now on the three, I'm not sure, you know, how science, you can get into that, but on the third problems, I can, I can definitely look at that um, on, and how it's working. But of course we all need an exit plan because, um, you know, we're in this reality, this environment, having an experience. So there's some things are tend to happen certain ways in the 3d realm, but also know that you can have an effect on that anyway. So by default, of course, there's certain telomeres, lengths of life extension. But from my understanding, as long as we keep expanding our understanding of this reality, we can then, you know, go past those perceived limitations, again, by using the 90% of the universe we're told to ignore, which is the invisible, again, our imagination and feelings, work that 90% into your understanding, and then you can have an effect on the 3D as well. So that's why I keep talking about, well, you know, if you imagine the shapes and then generate a feeling and then see what you want within that, you'll have an effect. So it's it's really, it, from from my woohoo perspective, it's um, we're in a classroom, we're down here to learn lessons. So when we choose an exit point, but just know there's not a set date and time on that exit point, but it can be modified throughout. So depending on how we modify. Um, so again, if you just know about telomeres, that's the first step. And then have a visualization and then realize, well, heck, I can have an effect on that. And then if you realize you are not your body, you're actually a, a light entity having a physical experience, come at it from that perspective, well, then you're all energy just in a vehicle. So use your imagination and feelings to extend that. So um, now as far as physiologically in 3D, there's going to be lots of toxins, free radicals that will limit our life um, and slow down our our bioenergy field. So each person, and I'll back up a little bit here. So for those, um, I'll just explain it this way. We don't, and I think everybody listening on this show knows, we don't exist in that cholesterol sac we call a brain. That is just what it is. That's just where our eyes are and we're perceiving the 3D reality. We actually exist as a light entity around a, a toroidal field or a donut shape of living energy around our hearts. Sometimes if it's 3D, we call them heart chakras. Um, there's accumulation of physical nerves, but it's an energy pathway. And if you realize that, that that's where you are and that everything is there accessible, um, you can really have a great effect on yourself. So in the 3D, toxins, free radicals, um, heavy metals, things like that, slow down those toroidal energy fields that are around us as a whole entity and then each organ has its own toroidal field or think a donut with a hole in it kind of inverted and then the energy moving so that's kind of a torus a toroidal field each organ of our bodies has that and that's when these free radicals and toxins really have an effect slowing them down um, so if we drink too much alcohol or something like that maybe that toroidal field around our liver will slow down and that's for us on the, with the metaphysical understandings as individuals to have an effect on that invisible energy so it's, it's really just building a bigger picture in our heads. And then the bigger picture or understanding, the more of an effect you can have. And I know I'm kind of all over the place there, but I like to tie in the energies. No, that's cool. Uh, just the, the physical aspect of it that I'm aware of are that we have these things called telomeres. And every time as we age and our cells are replicating, those telomeres shorten a little bit. And when someone might say something like that person has good genetics, it's that the way that they're aging, the way their telomeres are uh, breaking down 
year by year it's just it's working better and they're, they're they're not losing it quite as much so some people age better than others and uh it just it just is what it is but i think there's a huge other metaphysical aspect to this as far as how much you fall apart uh, stress i'm sure is just in and of itself it probably massively impacts that by the way did crow ever join us i thought i saw his little icon um, I think he joined us, but I think he had to take the dog out then. Too, oh, okay, just wondering. I just saw a message pop across. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I think it's important to look at these metaphysical aspects, this energy aspect. And uh, what you're describing, Derek, actually lines up and, and uh, correlates directly with uh, what we would view as the dielectric field or uh, electricity and magnetism. Uh, lining up with the different chakras of the body or the different organ systems. And uh, you're describing this toroidal field that's exactly uh, describing what magnetism looks like. So all these same forces all have the same uh, geometries when it comes down to it, these different energy fields that surround us. Uh, people would maybe even describe it as like, say, your aura. Uh, you could see this around the human body. Some people are, are sensitive to it and can see it, uh, and it could definitely be detected by other uh, types of scientific instrumentation, uh, like curly and photography and, and things of that nature. Uh, so, I, I mean, this is something that is in the scientific literature to some degree, and metaphysics and physics are generally two sides of, the, of a coin when it comes down to it. Uh, it's just that our mainstream science right now doesn't really look at this stuff and give it much uh, of, uh, you know, uh, 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 much thought to it uh, generally because they look at things from the materialist viewpoint. So if they can't uh, quantify it or measure it per se exactly uh, or assign some kind of a number to it, they don't acknowledge its existence in certain ways. And that's kind of a shame, but uh, the whole telomere thing, uh, they've been looking at that for years in the scientific research field, and uh, uh, there's been several supplements and stuff that have come across the market that uh, have been kind of geared towards this idea of this This will, uh, you know, it lengthen your telomeres or, or keep your telomeres from shortening. And one of those, if I'm not mistaken, is called resveratrol, uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, this is that, going yeah. back. Yeah, this is going back a couple of years. I haven't worked in the pharmaceutical industry in a long time now, but uh, resveratrol uh, was one of the, the main uh, supplements they were pushing for this, if I remember correctly. And, uh, you know, this research has been ongoing, but that's basically the, the mainline scientific uh, viewpoint for right now in the mainstream that they're looking at for uh, this anti-aging type thing. They're looking at the, the idea of these telomeres. And I think there was actually uh, a company that came out uh, that was developing some kind of a product specifically for that. And it was something different than resveratrol. I'm having a hard time remembering now because it's been so long since I looked at that stuff. But, uh, you know, there's there's definitely something to this idea of uh, the energy fields tied with these different things. And I think some of these different natural uh, remedies, uh, the energies associated with them are better for uh, doing this type of thing, extending life these these different uh, substances that occur naturally with within the natural world and if we could utilize them and uh, with the right intent uh, as you suggest i think there's definitely something to that and i'm sure that's not lost on these uh, quote unquote the elite or whatever they want to call themselves all these proponents of transhumanism and uh, you know all of these different ideas 
Um, that's not lost on them. So I think they're trying to incorporate that into their plans along with uh, trying to merge themselves with technology and, uh, you know, uh, affect these different changes in the human body and the human genome. So with that being said, I, I really believe that there is something to the ideas that you're expressing here. I, it's just as important as the actual physical aspects of it that people would be familiar with. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's absolutely, I agree 100%. We need energy. We need living energy, not not what scientists call door or dead organ energy. So actually humans, we have a, um, a so think long digestive tract. So that's not meant for meat eating. We're actually fruititarians. So we're, we're supposed to have that living energy. So long story short, what would really benefit a human biome is living energy. So a berry or fruit right off of the tree or the plants or something like that with those moving living electrons. That's where we could really benefit. Um, and that's why honey has such an effect on us and does lengthen telomeres, not just shorten them from or shorten the amount of time they shorten, but it'll actually add length on because for bees, honey, organic treatment free honey, that is with no chemicals um, and nothing added to it because the bees don't need that. Um, it'll actually have that living organ energy within it. So any of the honey products, like I was mentioning, will, um, will have an effect on life extension. And they've shown that with studies as well across the planet in different societies and things. So there's a lot of things you can do. Again, thoughts and feelings, intentions, 90% of this universe. So I play within that 90%. You'll have a huge effect. So let's Honey's talk also a very effective medicine too, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the best... Um, antibiotic, probiotic, antibacterial, antimicrobial. Um, and of course you wanna keep it raw and organic, meaning unpasteurized for those that don't know. So don't boil all the good stuff out of it. And I'll give you a little add on, only organic, raw, unpasteurized honey will crystallize. So those little plastic bears that are on the, the grocery store shelves and things like that, that's not honey. That's usually a huge portion of high fructose corn syrup or something else artificial. Um, bees don't put honey in little plastic bears. So anything in plastic, of course, is going to take away some of the living energy. And that's why I talked earlier about the, the glass hexagon jars, because once you extract the honey, you want to keep it in that living environment. You want to keep the orgone flow moving and then add on. That's why I would suggest anybody eating an organic honey. Uh, you don't necessarily have to see it as a, a sweetener, like lathering all over your toast in the morning. You could benefit immensely by just a few drops under your tongue because there's a there's not just the seven chakras that we're told about in the metaphysical realms there's a whole lot more of them and one of them are under our tongue so if you add that living energy biocompatible energy under your tongue and then use your imagination of feelings you'll yes in the 3d take care of digestive issues and give yourself an immune boost and have an effect on your what's called your lymphatic system the the fluid between your cells and the lymph nodes you'll boost all of those but also on the energy level You'll, you'll help cleanse yourself and boost there too. So there's lots of benefits to honey. Oh yeah, and uh, that's why I wanted to pick your brain about that. Another thing, well, while we're on the subject here and it, it's sort of related, and I don't mean to hijack this, Jason, I know you wanted to talk primarily about life extension, but it all interrelates. I was wondering what you know about bee venom. Um, what do you, oh, are you, so are you thinking, okay, as far as when they actually sting you, okay, so, and that happens uh, because I'm what's called a Shungite beekeeper. We don't use toxins, like I said, or chemicals and no treatments of it. So 
we have very calm bees. They don't even sting you. If I get stung, it's an intentional thing. Um, it's like an energy boost. So to even get stung is a big deal because bees know what's going to happen when they sting you. Um, they, they'll pass on. So they don't want to do that. So if it's happening, there's a reason for it. So I'm just kind of letting people know that bees aren't out there looking to sting. But I have been stung. And actually, oddly enough, I think it was last summer, I was actually stung in the region on my forehead between my eyes that you, you would think of as your third eye location. So because I'm what's called an intuitive and things like that, it wasn't lost on me that there might have been something to that. So I did actually get stung there intentionally by a bee. And energetically, um, just the the boosting, the intensity of the, um, I'll just call it etheric energies that happens, um, is just immense. So it's actually a positive thing for me. It's, and then on 3D, people actually get sting therapy for inflammation. Well, and inflammation is just that, a buildup of energies that can manifest in 3D around your knuckles and joints and tensions. But it's all etheric first. Remember, the 90% is energy. So I would start working on the 90%. That doesn't mean take Advil. That means, well, you know, maybe that bee venom you're talking about, if you can get a bee to sting you on there or something, um, it'll move that energy for you and you'll start healing yourself. Right, that's kind of where I was going with that. I, I had seen studies and stuff where they're saying bee venom could actually uh, eliminate cancer cells and things like that, too. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of good medicinal uses to it. And I just wanted to get your take on that as far as uh, uh, the organic type uh, viewpoint of it from, you know, you, you keep your bees without using any kinds of... Uh, different uh, harmful toxins and stuff in the environment they're in so i was wondering if there's a difference between uh, you know bees that uh, are in that environment as opposed to ones that are out there uh, getting the glyphosate and stuff out of the flowers yeah yeah that's a big deal too because just imagine if you were let's say you needed treatment and you went to the hospital for whatever reason and that nurse or doctor around you well their feelings and emotions and state of well-being matters to you because they're around you it's not like you're separating energy. So everything matters. All thoughts and feelings have an effect. So yes, even the thoughts and feelings of 50,000 bees, which is about the average in a healthy beehive that have. So keeping them chemical free, it's like if we fumigated our house, well, how much of an attitude or, you know, would you feel or get if somebody did that to you? So it will affect you. And yes, it transfers into the honey as well, because all of that matters. And if you're chemically treating bees, or your beehive, well, those, and they're, they're different acid vapors and things like that that treat for bees for mites and different pests. Well, those vapors, again, think fumigation, is getting into the cells where the babies are, where the honey is, and everything else. So all of those aspects definitely have an effect and matter. And the bees just do healthier without chemicals anyway. Um, and actually, an add-on to that, too, shungite, because we are shungite beekeepers, where we put shungite nuggets at the entrance of the hive, and the bees will actually all on their own, they're not trained, go over to shungite, walk all over it, and actually earth or ground themselves. And then we integrate the shungite powder into the paint, think Faraday cage, um, on the outside of the hive, so it keeps them in a positive environment, less harmful frequencies from cell phone, Wi-Fi, stuff like that. So the bees are able to heal themselves. And what I was actually getting at was Shungite, that same mineral I'm talking about, that black rock, has been shown scientifically to have an effect on glyphosate, Roundup, and on rad particles, which are radiation particles. It actually attenuates them, think, breaks them into their constituents. So scientists and doctors, not just me, there, and these studies are on our website, republished, 
they're actually spreading shungite powder into fields to remove glyphosate. So to restore them from GMO to non-GMO and things like that. And ra again, radiation particles. There are shungite has made it to Japan itself. We had individuals go there, but scientists are making an artificial C60 molecule, a fake shungite, and putting it in Fukushima because it has such an effect on the rad particles or radiation. So that everything's energy and come at it from that um, and you can have a real effect. Now let's not uh, make any uh, allusions here. The, the elite, I, I'm pretty sure, know that there is a lot more to things than just the, the 3D. So the scientism and all the, uh, everything must be quantified and nothing else nonsense. That's for us, the goyim. I don't. I don't think that they hold back on the uh, the spiritual aspects for it. I, I I would think that they have some sort of spirit science that they may even understand. I'm just speculating here, but it sounds like something that they would do because they sure as hell know how to use certain things to manipulate the entire world. Yeah, I'm gonna. I've got. Yeah, that's a great comment. I, I'm gonna have to pull a couple punches here, but I'm gonna be as literal as I can. So they are doing that. They're very aware. They're very aware of Shungite, the C60 molecule. Again, it's no mistake that little buckyball or soccer ball shape holds a water molecule. So actually, there's some NASA scientists that have made an artificial version of it. And a couple of years ago, they started sending it to me. They heard about me and the bees and what we're doing. And they know it's all legit. So they started sending me their version. And I, I won't say the name of it, but it is out there and it's straight up made by a couple NASA scientists. This can all be Googled later. Um, and we sent them our shungite honey that, by the way, they're feeding it to their dogs with incredible results um, because shungite has an effect on free radicals, toxins. So think tummy problems, cancers, stuff like that. Well, shungite was actually fed in powder form by doctors and scientists, not me in my garage, to rats and they tripled their lifespan. And they've also fed it to cattle, to chickens, and these studies are out there. So they understand about the miraculous um, properties of those molecular shapes, those sacred geometry shapes, that buckyball shape. Um, and so they are making their artificial form in with height. And they, we've had long chats on it and they've described it to me, big lasers. Long story short, you can make a carbon molecule by heating different substances and capturing the soot that black stuff that comes off, that'll be a percentage of C60, and they're refining it out in a non, now this is just my perspective, so this is just Eric talking, in a non-loving environment. Well, it's the same thing as trying to make like a, um, you know, let's just say a birthday cake, and you're in a really bad mood, well, that matters. You can call it program, you can call it energy attachment, call it lots of things. But feelings matter, especially when you're working around, well, not just crystalline structures, but water, energy, other people. So when they're making these artificial substances like the fake C60 in, uh, let's just say, a non-positive environment from my perspective um, and then selling it for money to become – and that's the talks we've had, so I know why they're doing it um, – it's just the the intentions after the fact really have an effect on it. So I'll just put it that way. So uh, a cake, a birthday cake made from grandma is a whole lot better tasting than one brought to you from Walmart. And I think everybody knows what I'm getting at with that. Thoughts and feelings matter um, on every step of the game. So there there are artificial versions out there. And yes, the bad guys, um, I turn that too sometimes, they very much know about it um, and, and use it in many ways. Baldini, you've been awfully quiet. Do you have nothing to comment on on this? <clears throat> No, you know, I'm just listening and um, uh, following along. I noted um, 
earlier you asked about um, you know what causes aging, and uh, I found it um, uh, you know kind of curious. We were uh, going around it. There was a uh, a book that came out, oh gosh, in the late '80s, early '90s, called "Dead Doctors Don't Lie." Uh, by, um, let's see, a guy named, uh, what was his name, Wallen? Wallen? Uh, that would be Dr. Wallach, yeah. Dr. Yeah, Wallach, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Wallach. And um, one of the things I noted about um, what he had to say, and of course I'm just going from memory now, right, is that uh, much of what causes the aging process really is um, simply that uh, we can no longer absorb uh, the nutrients, right, and in the food. Uh, but I noticed that one of the things that he mentioned, of course, it would be um, not nearly as a woo as probably we would get into, right, uh, but that the electromagnetic nature of the universe is extraordinarily important uh, for the cell um, uh, regeneration uh, and how uh, it, what it's required to do there. Uh, is that, that that's a, a really important factor in that. Of course, um, when we get uh, deeper into, um, you know, the, uh, the nature of water, uh, and uh, how it uh, responds uh, to not only intention but has memory uh, and how we interact with it. Uh, I think that uh, these aspects certainly will um, uh, be uh, deeply impactful uh, as we look into, you know, life extension, whether within or with that, you know, whether within the uh, – <laughs> I don't think you're going to – like, let me put it this way. I don't think you're going to find uh, a whole lot of um, really good life extension within the allopathic <laughs> medical model. <laughs> I mean, they'll sell you all the drugs and pills you want. Uh, and, um, you know, they do a few things in terms of uh, trauma care and that sort of stuff. But I think most of the people who are um, living preternaturally long lives at this point um, have um, <laughs> secrets they're not given to most of the other people. <laughs> well, it didn't help Rockefeller. He died at 101 or whatever it was. Well, again. It looked like he was so rotting some, from the inside out. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. And so does, uh, you know, uh, Prince Philip. He looks uh, pretty good for, for a dead guy. Um, <laughs> you know, Pretty good so, man, did you ever see the movie Nosferatu? Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, could be a perfect he, cast for it. He's uh, be typecasting for certain. So yeah, I'd say I'm um, again. Uh, they're living long lives. I didn't say it was quality of life, but uh, uh, you know, but certainly some of these things in terms of um, you know the, them using the the blood of the young people and, and those sort of things. I mean, a lot of speculation re regarding that, certainly. But I do think that there's um, a great deal that could be learned uh, from, uh, again, just the natural world in terms of uh, grounding, in terms of um, sun gazing, in terms of just connecting to the natural world and getting yourself uh, closer to nature and further and further away from the uh, uh, hyper-materialistic, um, you know, um, large aggro <laughs> You know, uh, big agro corporation, that sort of stuff. Uh, get staying away from that. The closer you can get to the uh, natural things, the better you're going to do. I think. Well, take a look at that article I put in the uh, well, I put it in in the YouTube and the D Live chats, but I also put it in the Skype chat. And these are the supplements that Ray Kurzweil, oh, yeah. leading transhumanist, takes every day. Yes. He, he takes a, a hundred. He used to be two hundred fifty. I just scanned through this document. I thought it'd be entertaining, but you guys should take a look at all the stuff he takes. Hundred pills a day. And uh, he's targeting pretty much everything you could think of, the, the whole list here. I'm not going to go through all of the uh, individual things, but here's, here's the subjects that he, he targets with pharmaceuticals. Anti-inflammatories, blood thinners, blood vessel health, brain health, chelation therapy for detoxification, digestion, eye health, testosterone boosters, e, uh, AGE inhibitors, reducing homeocysteine levels, 
stress reducers, type 2 diabetes, cholesterol, vitamins and nutrients, general health, there's a whole pile of those, and then miscellaneous. So, well, I guess he thinks money can try and buy it. I know he's got a little bit of an obsession with living forever. Just I don't tad. think that blood thinners are good to take for no reason or at all. I don't think that's a good idea, and he should know that. So I'm a little bit confused by that. Uh, I also don't think taking cholesterol medications is a good idea either. Uh, there's different reasons. That'd be the statins kind of thing, right? Yeah, those statin drugs. Uh, they'll do a number on you uh, because uh, you know your brain is largely made up of cholesterol, so you need that. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't guess that the um, Bill Gates or Ray Kurzweil are going to tell you how to actually be healthy. I mean, <laughs> no, this is true. I I wouldn't imagine that they're actually going to spill the beans. <laughs> they might, but I doubt it. Um, uh, just Ray just Kurzweil a guess. Just Ray Kurzweil wants to live just long enough so that he could go ahead and see his transhuman dream come true. Uh, so he can transfer his consciousness. He wants the singularity to, to be up and functional. Yeah, and a common misconception with all that is people are thinking strictly in terms of like computers and robotics and like mechanical type devices. And it's largely involved with biology too, uh, the whole transhumanist movement. So they're, they're looking at trying to integrate biological material and uh, like every aspect of being into this. So it's going to be more than just uh, say, uh, upload your consciousness into a computer. They need to understand how the body systems and stuff work in order to achieve this. And they're, they're looking at doing different things genetically and like biologically within uh, the human body domain to accommodate uh, some of these different ideas. And that's why they look at stuff like life extension technologies and they're looking seriously at like telomeres and, and things of that nature because they see this as just as important to the transhuman goal as developing the artificial intelligence and the uh, computer systems and being able to understand consciousness and uh, transfer consciousness, uh, you know, in many different aspects. But uh, I think it's a pipe dream when it comes down to it. You're not going to be able to transfer your true consciousness into a machine. That's my viewpoint. I, I don't see that as being something uh, that's, Basically, that you you would be able to do uh, because of just the nature of consciousness, and we don't fully understand consciousness, but there's a spiritual aspect to it as well, and that is largely lost upon these people when they're looking at these things from the the strictly materialist point of view, and that's where they come from, and that's why they look at these different concepts like that but they are well aware of these spiritual things as well and these different energies as we've spoken about so they're trying to like leverage those as well but i think largely the premise of them being able to uh, achieve this transhuman thing the way that they they envision it it's it's not gonna work and that's why they still need to look at these different biological terms of things as well well, how can it possibly work? We don't even like we can't quantify consciousness. You know what I mean? Like we don't, I th- we, don't, we, we don't even know where memory is held. That's right. I was going to get to that it's earlier, still- and we kind of got off topic. But I was going to mention that when you're talking about like when Derek said that uh, we don't actually reside in, in in the meat matter in the head. That's totally true because they haven't even got it all figured out yet. So how are you going to transfer that into a computer? Now, can you get a computer that has enough information and is fast enough? I, I guess so. 
So I think that the the best you could do is make a brain tape of somebody where you're literally copying them at the moment that you're you're taking a snapshot of it. Kind of like how my Kemper guitar amp works. You take a snapshot. Yeah, take the take the data, the incoming data, and try to. Yeah, but ah, uh, yeah. But so what? That's not the person. That that's that's a that's just right, that's just data. Now, what is the computer going to do with that data? Yeah, it's the it's the interpretation of it, right? And um, I mean, for for example, in in most of uh, our senses, we still don't really know quite how it gets from one place to another, right? For example, the optic nerve, we know that it goes from uh, the retina to the optic nerve, and then from there it goes. <laughs> You know, to the to the, there it goes uh, to the optic center in the brain. But um, how it actually goes from the retina and what that data is on, even on the optic nerve is an unknown, completely unknown. The same is true um, with uh, the cochlea. Cochlea handles both um, sound, right, as it goes uh, from mm -hmm. uh, the it goes from the ear, right. So so it goes from your um, eardrum uh, to the anvil, the hammer, and the stirrup, the three bones that are within your middle ear, and then it gets transferred to the oval window to the cochlea. And the cochlea has these cilia in there that are tuned to like about three one thousandths of a of a percent uh, of each frequency, and so each one then vibrates uh, at the proper frequency, and so that then gets interpreted to the oral nerve but we don't we don't know what happens there either and it also does um, the, the same uh, the, the same uh, function or the uh, cochlea the same uh, organ uh, handles uh, your uh, balance as well <laughs> I mean we don't we don't know shit really uh, when it comes down to these biological stuff and uh, we have been misled for ages in them telling us that, that we function like a machine uh, because that is the, couldn't be further from the truth I just saw Austin hopped in our chat here, our friend that does the biomagnetism. I wonder if he would have anything to uh, comment on this whole thing because I bet you there's a field of some sort that exists that uh, computer data can't replicate either. I would not doubt that for an instant, and I would uh, tend to speculate the same thing. In this field, we would call it spirit and or soul. Right. Uh, that That's an energy field that can't be duplicated by a machine. And uh, in my view, just from the uh, the research and the studies I've done into both metaphysical type things and scientific things, uh, from my viewpoint, here's what I see going on. Uh, water is the carrier of spirit and blood is the carrier of soul. So blood containing water is the carrier of spirit and soul, both. Uh, when you look at these from a metaphysical point of view. So that's why these quote-unquote elite or whatever you want to call them, these powers that should not be, uh, that's why they're obsessed with the blood of the young because they see that as it contains the energetic signature of the spirit or soul. Mm -hmm. And it, this is how they vampirize people in that kind of a way. And, and certainly they've shown in scientific studies that uh, blood from the young transfused into the older people actually enhances the older person's health. Uh, yeah. It's 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 a topic that's become, uh, you know, pretty mainstream in recent years. It is uh, sure recent years, yeah. And in fact, you could go back as far as as far as there've been writing for certain uh, to see that uh, blood is a, a not only important but a critical aspect in almost every um, occultic form 
whether whether you want to talk about medicine or magic, <laughs> pharmacia of any kind, uh, it, it is going to be a deeply involved and critical a critical aspect there. And certainly, uh, you know, you mentioned um, you know water. And I'd say well, well, certainly water and sun are um, uh, ne- necessary for any kind of life, right? So um, you want to add blood into that? Yeah, I mean, you can go to the four elements, right? <laughs> Seems like that seems like those are involved. Uh, So um, uh, one to one correlation there, I think. And and, um, again, just getting back to the idea that we have been misled um, entirely to think of the um, the body uh, as a machine and to think of the mind as a computer. Uh, Those are the worst possible metaphors (laughs) for what's going on. Uh, It is uh, absolutely uh, poppycock. Right. But that's the uh, paradigm they want us caught up in this materialist hyper-materialist paradigm. Absolutely. They want us to think of everything as absolute physical. Well, and it makes, it makes um, you know, the idea of transhumanism attractive, right? You know, if your body is, if, is a machine and you just, you know, parts are parts, you just send them out to get chromed, you know, and <laughs> get a supercharged version of this. And, uh, oh, and the mind works like a computer. Give me some uh, extra processing power and some memory. I'll be, I'll be good. Uh, no, it doesn't work that way. Uh, but it certainly, it certainly makes those ideas attractive if you have a perception uh, of these things as working that way. The thing is, they don't. It, it's anything but that. You know, I got to wonder if uh, this whole neural link thing, uh, I, I mean, obviously Elon, Elon Musk has the uh, the public aspect of it, which makes me think that there's probably 10 to 20 years worth of more advancement behind the scenes that they're not showing us, uh, Three Little Pigs and all that. But do you think that maybe they're not trying to literally upload into the computers, but become cyborgs to the point that they're barely human anymore, almost like a RoboCop kind of thing? Because in that sci-fi realm, it was it was literally like their brain and maybe some of their spinal cord that was roboticized, that was controlling the mechanism. They were literally uh, nothing but a brain. Well, I don't know. I could speculate on it this way and, and say it might go in this direction, Jason, which is that, um, you know, that there always has been to me a spe- from the uh, instantiation e- even of the Internet. Uh, when I first started really kind of digging into the, the Internet in the early 1990s, uh, that there felt like there was a little bit of a ghost in the machine, if you will. So um, I, I think it's not outside the realm of possibility that you could by adding some sort of uh, technology or chip into a, a, a human or a brain, um, introduce it to some some other intelligence that was that could influence it directly. <laughs> I'd go in that direction. Uh, you you might be able to go that way, but but not um, reverse uh, compatible. Uh, I would I would agree with your assessment in in that regard. I really honestly, uh, sincerely think that uh, there's something non-human behind uh, a lot of this transhumanist push, uh, a, a spiritual, uh, uh, yeah, some kind of a spiritual entity behind this that uh, does not have the human being's best interest in mind and is looking as the human uh, the human body the human mind, a conduit or a doorway to step into this physical realm here and that's that's the vantage point i come from and everything i've looked at uh, kind of leads in this direction because when when you talk about it the way we've just been speaking about it when it comes down to it we as human beings we don't fully understand consciousness and to think that you know we could possibly get to the point where we could upload our consciousness into a machine and live forever in that machine or in uh, any container that we so think and that our actual life force and our essence and our spirit and our soul and all of that stuff is part and parcel 
of this consciousness per se or this uh, you know this this upload into the into the cloud that we're doing if if we think that that's the case i think we're sorely mistaken uh, and and that's the part of it that's missing here for a lot of it because that's something that is not objective that's a subjective thing your your spirit your soul this is a subjective idea this is not something that's quantifiable or measurable by our what we would call our modern science so therefore they don't know exactly how they would be able to say transfer this uh, from one container to another and yet they're making the claim that that's what exactly what they want to do and they think that this is achievable and that's just discarding the whole uh, spiritual or energetic principle of all of these things and looking at the purely physical aspect of things. Yeah, they might be able to have a computer uh, read our brain patterns or brain waves or something and maybe reproduce that in a like within a machine or something like that and maybe make a good replica of that. But that is not essentially you, you know, so that's something that's missing. But what they're doing uh, by this is setting up shop for something else that does not exist in the natural reality here to have a foothold here. And that's just my viewpoint. And I, I do see some circumstantial evidence and stuff to back up those different ideas, uh, especially looking into the more occult aspect of things. But, you know, it, these are a lot of speculations and stuff we can make at this point. And I don't think we'll really understand fully what's going on until they attempt to proceed with a lot of these uh, transhumanist ideologies here. Derek, what do you think about all this? I know you said you uh, like to get into the woo side of things. You know anything yeah. about what they're trying to do? Uh, are you familiar with transhumanism and all that? Oh, yeah, yeah. And how I would um, kind of fall in on this is um, what they're, they're mucking with or playing with, and they think that we're intellectual beings. We're emotional beings first. So that's what we are, and they're just mucking with the – intellect or the the knowledge side of it but we're a we're a combination we're a whole recipe we're not just a ingredient and what they're trying to do is again maybe they term it download and make a carbon copy of yourself into this other um for the whole transhumanism part but again they're just they're messing with that um what they think we are which is the intellect and intelligence but again we're emotional beings and we all know that because that's where the power is and that's why they're also trying to get us to believe that they can even do these things and transfer or upgrade ourselves um, intellectually on that aspect. But they're leaving out, again, most of us, which is most of us individuals, meaning the emotion aspect of us, because that's what we are. We're energy beings. We're, we're not our bodies. We're having a physical experience. So it's I don't it's not even a possibility as far as I'm concerned on them um, making. Yes, they can make a carbon copy of your intellect. But your intellect or your your knowledge is just the outline of, of something maybe you're trying to manifest. Your emotions and feelings would be the fill or the color in it. So that's where the real magic is, is in emotions. And they're not going to copy that. They can try and mimic it. So it's all a distraction as far as I'm concerned, trying to get different individuals to believe that they need to get into transhumanism or they can be upgraded. Well, there's nothing outside of us that we need, any of us I'm talking about. Everything we need is already inside of our heart. You can call it a heart shocker, that toroidal field we talked about. But it's already in us, and it's for us to realize that and then to implement that from inside out, not from the outside in. 
So again, we're emotional beings and they're, they're just working within with limited tools, um, the computers and whatnot. So, well, just to add to what you're saying there, Derek, uh, yes, that is a facet of this plan that seems to be missing the emotional side of it. Uh, so what you're saying actually uh, really supports the idea that the people that are running this are Luciferian in uh, nature because the Luciferian side of things looks at things from a strictly intellectual standpoint. See, they elevate intellect above all things. This is uh, one of their belief systems, their primary belief systems, is that man can become God through uh, developing his intellect and using his intellect. And uh, this is where you get uh, these tropes on television like Mr. Spock. You know, I was just going to add into that. Yep, the trope of uh, Spock or Data, right, as being right. Uh, the highest uh, elevation, right, because they have put away their emotions. Exactly. Uh, right, and that's, that's a Luciferian philosophy yeah. teaching right there. So that, that really uh, is part and parcel of who's running the show when it comes to this stuff. It, that's the, the people, uh, you know, at the top of the power structure. That's the mindset that they have. They believe that their intellect can overcome this, uh, you know, uh, physical limitation that we have with the human body. So, Derek, no, why don't we start I, talking about the more positive aspects, the uh, the healthier living side of things? What, in your opinion, do you think we could do to uh, make ourselves better so that we take care of what we do have, the, these shells that we're in right now, uh, to, for healthy living, uh, because healthy living is, is a positive thing. You know, if, if you're eating McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and all that kind of crap, it's no wonder you're catching a beer bug that uh, only seems to, to tackle the obese and the uh, completely unfit. But anyway, I digress. What do, what do, what do you think? What can we get into to uh, talk mm -hmm. about like, what we could do for ourselves to make ourselves better? No, that's great. And there's lots of aspects or angles we can come at. And then, yeah, beginning, you know, what we were a, a physical vehicle, or at least we're a light entity having a physical experience. So, you know, the fuel you put in your vehicle, let's say, matters. So I would, I would talk, you know, I've talked about shungite water, living water, they call it structured water, M state water, lots of ways of saying it. But the, the fuel we put in our vehicle, our biome, matters. So I take the time every day to, yes, sounds corny, but love the water I'm consuming or drinking and the food because remember, everything's energy and emotion on the bigger part. So having that effect or thoughts towards it, and these are all scientific studies I think everybody here has heard about before on one level or another. If you take a glass of water, and let's use this example. So here in the cities, there's water coming from the ground usually, and they're pumping it up out of the ground out of these mechanical devices. Um, so water pumps, and then they're going around the water, 45 degree turns and pipes and things like that to get from A to B to your house, to your faucet. Well, water is energy. And what it's actually doing, because there are no hard angles in nature like that or electrical frequencies from pumps and cell towers that are maybe around these water towers. So that living energy being brought out of the ground water is being affected by all these mechanical devices and twists and turns in the pipes I was talking about. So long story short, by the time it gets to your, your faucet in your house and you put that glass under there and the water comes in, I'm throwing up air quotes with water there. Well, it's not a living water. And I'll just leave out the aspect that Probably in many environments, they add things like fluorides and chlorines and non-biocompatible chemicals and other frequencies to the water. 
So your body, when it drink, when you drink the water, it doesn't see it as water. So that's typical. If you take a drink of water from your faucet, your body does not see it as water. So then you absorb maybe 10% and the rest is passed through you. If you actually take the time, and they call it lots of things from structuring, like I said, or homeopathy or loving your water, appreciating it, and or food the same way, molecularly, so down on the molecular level, that cup of water will align itself to the individual having that intention. So yes, I'm saying if you pick up a glass of water, have a loving thought or feeling, and it takes one second, there's no time, it doesn't, it's not a big meditation moment, drink that water, it will be biocompatibly aligned to your biome, your body. So when you drink it, or let's say you have a, a vegan salad or a big old steak on either extreme of the scale there, it doesn't matter. If you appreciate it or love it, when your body sees those molecules coming in, they're in alignment with you energetically, and then it gets to use that energy. And again, now you get to absorb or use about 90% of that energy and excrete 10. Where I said reverse, if you don't appreciate, thank, love, again, many ways of doing this, your water and adding shungites one way, um, then it will molecularly align to you. So that's why it, it all matters. Everything we, again, we put in our vehicle makes a difference. And we're just talking physical, but now etheric as well. So yes, water, your foods you eat and drink affect your vehicle, but so do your thoughts the emotions, the feelings you have and allow yourself to have. And that's meaning by not stopping them if it's in a anxious environment or something like that, an etheric armoring of sorts. So meaning, and then call it quantum entanglement and things like that, but just think using feelings to affect your environment so that it biocompatibly aligns to you. Because homeopathy is legit. It's been around what we've known about it for, I don't know how many hundreds of years, scientifically proven, well, it's all invisible, so use your emotions to affect, because there are water molecules in our environment, like I said, and your body, so use your thoughts and emotions to imagine the perfect you and already there. So there's lots of things we can do to affect ourselves, and that's, yes, curing cancers, tumors, even headaches. It doesn't matter. You can have an effect on it. You just have to have the right, say, energy recipe and wherewithal to do it. Okay, cool. So, you know, you got into cancer. That seems to be something, and now correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but hasn't cancer really gone insane over the past couple of decades? I'm 48 years old, and when I was a little kid in the 70s or even in the 80s, I don't remember everyone and their brother getting cancer out the wazoo and it killing them and, or they're having to get insane treatments. I say the, I use the term yeah. treatment lightly. D correct me if I'm wrong, this didn't seem to be a thing, so... Uh, what do you think, Derek? Is this something that's out of control? I, I'm pretty sure you're you're at least my age, right? So, oh yeah, I have opinions on that one, and I am. I'm I'm 50 myself, and um, it's come and gone before, and I've seen so I can actually see those frequencies. And, and the easy way to get to it is um, many so frequencies or energies in our environment um, respond to metals. So, and it's hang on with this one now. So many of us, especially in America in 2021. Um, are experiencing heavy metal toxicity poisoning. There's heavy metals and stuff we don't need in our physical biome everywhere and everything we eat, drink, and breathe. Good luck on avoiding it. So knowing that you're getting these metals into your system and then, yes, we're in a reality of frequencies now. Welcome cell phones and Wi-Fi and different, different satellites and lots of stuff out there 
um, emitting frequencies that respond to metals that are so think of now yourself as an, a walking antenna. Well, they're, they're really having an effect on you, and that's a tie into 5G and other frequencies, not just 5G, but many frequencies. Um, and emotion is a frequency, by the way. So knowing that, then um, I would definitely do things like, you know, limit your metal intake. And again, I did say it was in everything we eat, drink, and breathe around here. Well, then you can take steps by not using metal utensils like forks, knives, spoons. You can get bamboo ones. So that, that little sandpaper-like thing in your mouth called a tongue doesn't scrape off metal particles with every bite of food or stainless steel water bottles that slough off metal particles with every drink, and it does happen. So I limit myself to anything I consume to eating out of wood, ceramic, um, or glass. And yes, you can buy water bottles and all the above, and again, wooden utensils, things like that. So realizing everything's frequency and energy I go at my life realizing that and then limiting the um, excesses. So even in the 3D, let's say we do have glandular issues because that's one of the symptoms from a lot of excess metals in us. Well, things like zeolite clay, Z-E-O-L-I-T-E, -E, for those that want to look it up, that's just one of the um, different different supplements we'll just say. It's a clay. It actually the zeolite specifically passes what's called the blood-brain barrier because of its nano-sized particulate and gets past your digestive tract into your organs and glands and, and greater systems to pull out those metals so that you're not like an antenna being waved in the air just picking up on all sorts of scattered things and jumping between channels. So that's one of the things I would suggest that, that we can do to help ourselves in these, um, again, high-frequency environments. Is, is watching what we eat and drink. And then again, your feelings and thoughts matter. So with 90% of your universe being imagination and thoughts, which it is, well, I would work in these sacred geometry shapes like that buckyball or soccer ball shape. Imagine yourself inside of there already healed. So now you're tying in different levels of reality and you're programming yourself. So you can really have an effect in the, what I'll jokingly call the woohoo realms as well with thoughts and feelings. So there's, there's, we can have big effects. Well, let's get woohoo. So do you think that there is, uh, and this goes back to a conversation that Rose and I were having the other day, do you think there's an emotional component to cancer? Oh, absolutely. There is 100%. It's a, a what I like to term non-biocompatible frequency, just like you know negative feelings and the angst or stress around us. Those little toroidal donut shapes that are around each of our organs, and by the way, of course, our blood cells are individually shaped that way like a little toroidal shape or, or donut and they have their own energy field and then it, it kind of goes out from there it slows down that biofield so then we we start just slowing down energetically and that's what lets the um the free radicals and tumors take so actually if you have a, a negative experience in this life whatever that might have been and you dwell on it you think about it you just think ingest it really just you know sits home for you well what happens is some of these free radicals and toxins in our environment that are now in our bodies start spinning. And I'm talking about the actual cells, non-biocompatible. So if they stay there and we stay in these negative energies or thoughts, the cell next to them will do the same thing. And then it goes on from there, the next cell and the next cell. And then, well, guess what that turns into? A tumor. And then those can turn into cancers. Well, we just gave it to ourselves. And you can do the reverse. Change your thought patterns, your feelings, your understandings. And you can reverse these negative energy flows and boost them. 
And, and things like salt baths can help you with the whole electron exchange. So that's kind of a, a tie-in between physics and metaphysics because they are connected. Science is just a language to somewhat describe things. But knowing things like a, a from the understanding that emotions matter and thoughts matter, well, and physical, you're all connected. So a salt bath isn't like a pink Himalayan salt or Epsom salt or Dead Sea salt bath isn't about checking off a box on your metaphysical checklist. Well, I did my woohoo work. I'm good to go now. No, it's about taking advantage of that high electron environment, the salt I'm talking about. So getting in that bath or shower, getting the salts around you, move and it moves between your multiple bodies, your energy bodies, and then program it with thoughts and feelings. So now you can actually reverse things like cancers, tumors. I've got stories that are just unbelievable here in my office where I do sessions of people healing themselves by stopping all chemicals and then changing their thoughts. They do what people call miracles. We can all do these things. It's thoughts and feelings. So uh, our friend Lacey just asked what your thoughts are on borax for heavy metal detox. Oh yeah, that's that's a great one. Borax is one of many. If there's a whole electron exchange there where they pull those metals towards it and then you just kind of, it pulls it into your system. Um, and you excrete it out. I'm a big fan, like I said, of zeolite clay or bentonite clay. Bentonite's more digestive tract. And these can be given to animals too, by the way. Um, and I actually make a, a shungite mixture with diatomaceous earth. It's called DE sometimes. But that's another um, natural substance that you can take to pull toxins out of your system, be it animals or humans. But yeah, I'm a big, big uh, proponent of borax of zeolite the, the clays um, the salt baths even put in the clays if you don't want to internalize it yeah you can put it right on your head the bottom of your feet and it will pull because of course our skin is our you can it's the largest organ in our body of course but it's, think of it as your third kidney it's a filter and yes toxins actually move through your skin so that's why when we walk around our environment it matters on um, what we're thinking and feeling so yeah i'm a big I, I like the borax. I like the, again, different clays to pull out the toxins. And there's heavy metal everywhere. So, again, in our environment. So, I'd really watch where you introduce it yourself. Watch all the metal you touch because it's science fact that anytime you touch something with your hands, your skin, your arm, whatever, your surface of your skin, in 26 seconds, it will appear in your blood. And that's already been done. And I don't care what it, it can be a chemical from your shampoo, it can be a doorknob that you touch as you're leaving the house. Whatever is on there will appear in your blood in approximately 26 seconds. So just be aware of that. Um, and then I would kind of go a little OCD on, well, no chemicals because your body's not craving prescription drugs or chemicals at all. And then be cognizant of things like the plastic water bottles, even if they say BPA free. Well, that just means they replace BPA with another chemical. Your body's not craving chemicals. So then glass containers. So lots of ways to detox. So getting back to the life extension things, what else do you have in your bag of tricks? I know you sell a lot of products. By the way, talk about that. I, I know you're a Shungite guy. You, you're really big with the bees and all that. Feel free to talk about your store and all the things you sell and you do because a lot of folks may not have heard the two shows you did with Crow and myself, and we want to make sure people know who you are and why I even brought you on in the first place. Oh, sure. No, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so actually, and we have an online store, mysticalwares.net. So um, there's your woo, right? Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of ties in there. Um, and then and when you mentioned the products, well, I actually want to mention one that ties in shungite and silver. And I get all of these things. 
you can make at home. So I don't have any secret recipes. It's not you have to buy from Derek or anything like that. Uh, uh We're about love and energy, not money. So any of these recipes or products, I've done whole shows on telling people how to make them. And what I'm getting at here, shungite, again, that we talked about, removes toxins um, and excess energy from you, free radicals, glyphosate, stuff like that. So I've made a, a skin balm. Actually, my wife makes it, and it's a organic beeswax skin balm with shungite powder and silver particles. So actual little particles. I make a colloidal silver here. Um, that's used for lots of reasons. It can be you can drink it, you can put it on burns, psoriasis, eczema, lots of things. Silver, the actual metal I'm talking, has a physical compatible frequency to it. So it'll get rid of harmful bacteria, viruses. Um, lots of things. And on the energy layer, it helps us boost our own orgone flow. So we have a shungite skin balm with silver particles in it in a, just think a large chapstick tube. So you can actually take this and it's all organic um, beeswax as well. No chemicals added. You can draw with this skin balm, again, shungite silver mixture on your body to move energies. And I don't care if Energies means inflammation in, in an area or an infection in some area. Those are all symptoms of something else. So basically, you want to get the energy moving. So things like these energy, um, well, devices, and that can be the form of a skin bomb, you can draw on yourself and move the energy. So then the energy moves and you start healing yourself. So that's why you might want silver particles in something. We even make, um, and I mentioned it so that, again, it can be done at home but a pink Himalayan salt soap with shungite. So now think, oh, a whole um, salt bath in a bar. So if you don't have a bathtub at home, you just have a shower, think, turn on the water, get all lathered up with that salt around you, and then do your woohoo work during that, again, high salt environment. Imagine yourself healed better, less stress, less anxiety. Remember I said imagination and feelings here, and that's where you're going to have an effect on 90% of yourself and the other 10% that's illusion anyway, the physical, will catch up to the 90. So products like that, energy products, can have a huge effect on us. Um, and then another one would be that, the Shungite honey, where we have that organic honey. It's an energy supplement, not a sweetener. So yes, you could take a, a tablespoon or whatever of the Shungite honey, put in your coffee or tea or whatever, and you're going to get a really good, you know, sweet boost. But think of it as an energy supplement, removing excess and overage, and I'm being specific, for the individual. So when I eat shungite honey or use the shungite skin balm or things like that, I just have the thought, I want to remove whatever energy is excess and overage for me, and that can vary day to day. And then that's, and it's also called grounding or earthing. You don't have to go hug a tree um, or put your feet in the bare sand or earth, something to all of that. It's all legit, fantastic thing to do but often we're limited and we can't. So that's where things like these salt soaps and shungite skin bombs will move the excess energies around us. So we heal ourselves is what's actually happening. Now, getting back to the, um, now shungite, a C60 as well? Um, well, C60 is the molecular shape, that soccer ball shape that is found within shungite. And there is a product called C60 out there, so that's kind of the confusion. People think, oh, C60, yes, some of these people did co-opt that name, C60, and they, they add different names onto it, but it's really the molecular shape is what they're talking about, and that is in shungite. Okay, so 
if someone were to use Shungite, and I have a good bit of it myself, uh, primarily from youth, and, and I thank you for it, uh, what uses, because it's pretty common, it's, not, it's certainly not expensive or anything like that in my, in my opinion, uh, what, what do you think you could do with it between the powder, the rocks, uh, the polished, like all that, like what can we do with all these things? Oh, sure. And that's um, so again, it grounds you, it moves electrons. So it's sort of like hugging a tree the whole time, that electron exchange. And the bees proved it. Now, I'm a pretty big woohoo guy, um, but I'm not such that I can convince 50,000 bees to perform for me for video. So I'll just admit that. So if somebody goes to shungitebeehives.com, you'll see a video right on that website in the front. And that's the first video I ever took because I was guided to, um, let's just say, take a video image of of the bees responding to shungite because i had no idea what they were going to do i thought oh little magic black rocks who really knows what's going to happen even though i understand the woohoo i didn't know how the bees would respond i put these little shungite nuggets at the entrance of the beehive and for those that don't know a beehive they're called a langstroth beehive here in the u.s the white ones you maybe see in the field they have a little over a foot long entrance in the front on the bottom about an inch tall so lots of room for the bees to come and go and on this video what i'm talking about is i put the nuggets on the far right corner or i guess their left and just watched well within minutes as the video will show 90 plus percent of the bees and again they're not doing tricks for me i'm not that good they're going over the shungite for a reason they're earthing and grounding so when i started watching them um, with the levels of perception i have i was saying oh there's electrons it's the same thing what we call earthing and grounding removing excessor overage. And then what we found as the coming years progressed, we had no colony collapse disorder, which is long story short, when the bees leave the hive, they don't come back. The beekeeper walks out in the morning and they have an empty beehive. Lots of reasons for that, usually frequency and toxins, but the shungite bees are earthing or grounding, remember, removing excess before they go out to the fields and pollinate and whatnot, and then come back. So that's what we started seeing, and then I had no losses, and we progressed for years now and integrated shungite in different ways with the bees for earthing. So what I'm saying is, when shungite for yourself, well, I have a one nugget sitting here in my hand. Um, I have a pendant around my neck, so it's it's having it around you to keep the energy moving. So it's, it removes excess and overage, and again, that's been the 3D electrons, stresses, anxieties. And then you'll heal yourself. So it's not that it's a magic black rock or anything. Well, kind of, because it helps you help yourself. Um, and again, it's been used in studies many times. Shungite has for many uses. Um, there's a reason, again, they've, they're taking it to Fukushima. They're spreading it in fields now to restore them from toxins. Um, again, it, it grabs the glyphosate, the Roundup weed killer molecules, breaks them up so you can now reuse that area for natural growth. Um, and then Shungite also just having around you for on your electronics. So we actually make Shungite stickers. So it's not a volume thing. I like to explain it like this. So in the 80s, so I grew up in the 80s back then with these big old boom boxes on your shoulder. And not that I'd hit that. I won't admit that. But let's just say you do that. And so it's a lot of sound. And everybody's hearing it. Yeah. Well, you don't need those boom boxes because now you can get all that sound or frequency on little, um, you know, earbuds or things like that. So Knowing that, what I'm getting at here is Shungite is not a volume thing. You don't need the big boom box. A little nugget is just as strong as maybe a bowling-sized ball sphere that actually the mine itself in Russia sent us because they found out what we were doing with the bees and heard about it and the, the results. So they actually made us a, literally a bowling ball-sized piece of Shungite sphere 
and sent it to us a couple years ago. It's on display here at Mystical Wares. But that is no stronger energetically than a little dollar bead that will sell you so you can make your own bracelet. Again, we're about love and energy, not money. So you don't need a huge amount of shungite to have an effect. It's like grounding on a tree. Do you have to find the biggest tree in the park to, to feel better when you hug it? No, it's just anything. It's the electron exchange. So you can have the shungite around you in different forms. We put it in shungite rubber um, that can actually be think malleable, kind of like a mouse pad. So you can wrap it around your arm if you have an injury. It moves the orgone energy. You heal yourself. Um, cats, dogs, pendants, because of their, you know, they're big energy movers as well. So I would suggest putting shungite water or what we call shungite beads. We'll actually take three shungite beads. I'm talking about just little beads with a hole in it with pure silver wire, and we call them shungite water beads, and kind of, and the number three is not lost on me for a lot of reasons, and we'll wind them with that, and you can put that in your water. So on the 3D levels, yes, the silver kills harmful bacteria and viruses, but on the etheric levels, or again, woohoo levels, it's structuring that water, making it biocompatible for you as an individual, and then the shungites removing toxins, radiations, free radicals, all sorts of bad stuff. So you have living water. So just get creative. It's an ingredient that we can use in our environments many ways. And actually what I skipped over quickly was a Shungite sticker. So what I was getting at was the volume doesn't matter. So we make stickers with just the most minute amount in the sticker itself that you can put on your cell phone in between your phone and your case. So now it fits evenly and it has an effect on the frequencies or energies being emitted from the cell phone. It's not blocking them. It's not a Faraday cage. You're not going to lose cell signal. What it's doing is taking the the edge and the um, and frequencies. So I'm trained on what's called an oscilloscope. So when frequencies come in our environment, they're, they're sometimes called sine waves or square waves or things like that. So kind of think being poked or jabbed by frequencies continually. Well, that really adds up. And Shungai kind of takes the edge off of it. So it's less harmful to you, the frequencies I'm talking about in our environment. So they help us on that level as well. Well, maybe we should get into frequencies then since they are indeed ramping us up to this 5G level of things. What you got to say about that and any suggestions on, well, first, what you think that might do to us harmful-wise and uh, suggestions on dealing with it? Oh, sure. Yeah, the 5G and all of that. And I, I do, um, so here on the, the west coast of the U.S., I am going next week back down to Arizona. So I drive through all kinds of high-frequency environments right past what they call area 51 and all types of new towers i see and i do this all the time so i get to see the new stuff going up um, in these different areas and what they do is they actually slow down because i can feel it when i go through there so i what's called etherically armor not protect that's a state of weakness armor is an empowerment feeling so that's i armor myself and then going through those environments they have less effect so but what they are doing those energies are five not just 5g but the other ones um, they're just frequencies, so I'll generalize. They're non-biocompatible, so those little donut energy shapes going around our organs, our cells, and our bigger self slow down. They don't stop, but they're, it's like fighting against it, like being a push. So that's when I want Shungite in my energy field, your, your aura, your chi, your prana, again, around your body so that energy moves, and that's a better way. It's kind of like your flotation devices in a, the deep end of the pool. But blow up those little air things, put them around your arms, and it helps you out. So it's one thing you can do. So I'll, I'll put, we even have Shungite magnets. Um, Shungite has an effect on what's called orgone, the invisible energy of our environment. 
So if you put a Shungite magnet on a motor, what it does is affect the people think, oh, a little little black magnet, there's no way that can affect a car or a refrigerator or something like that. But it does. You actually say gas mileage. What it does is that having Shungite in that environment of energy, let's say the car's motor, because what a motor does is it's fighting resistance in our 3D environment called orgone. Well, it lessens, Shungite lessens that resistance so the motor moves less res resistance and moves smoother, less fuel to run. And long story short, you're going to save gas. You'll have to adjust your refrigerator, meaning turn it less cold because there will be less orgone resistance on that motor or pump in the back to fight. So we've had just countless stories on that, um, just realizing that Shungite has an effect on energy movement. So then you can get creative and see it as a tool. Can uh, Shungite be molded somehow into making some sort of magnets to make a full AC motor out of to to spin more effectively? Well, that's interesting. You can. We've so we I have done it that made special magnets where I'll take the Shungite powder with silver because I found a, a think the extra strength version would be adding those silver particles. So I do get the colloidal silver and get it out and extract the silver and add it in into a resin magnet. So now think piezoelectricity, a pressure. So if you put pressure on a crystal or something, it'll actually glow green. There'll be energy, and that's the whole Bermuda Triangle thing. Think like crystal caverns over there, earth pressure's happening, and just miles of crystals generating energy. Well, things fall out of the sky when that happens. And there's lots of ways they're describing that one. That's a whole nother show. But knowing that, um, that it does have an effect. So... Yes, you can do the magnets with the resins, so it continually has a pressure on. And in that magnet, I put a little, um, a little nickel cadmium magnet, so an earth magnet in there with shungite resin around it, because again, I'm familiar with that toroidal energy flow around a magnet as well, the whole north-south. So it does have an effect, and it, it adds shungite into the overall energy of the motor. So even heat pumps, um, water pumps, it doesn't matter what it is will have an effect from a Shungite magnet being on there. And they're not large. It can be any size. Cool. No, that's really interesting. I, I've known of people who are working on, um, I hate to use the term free energy device, but that kind of concept, things that you're getting more out than you put in, assumedly because it's tapping into something beyond uh, what, what the normal scientism would, would say. Wayne, you got something to kick in there? Uh, that would be called an over-unity device. That, that's what that would be, the more there you technical go. I, I so like that, that much be... better. I like that much, much, much better. Yeah. But I do know some people who are working on such things, and uh, I know some people who want to show me some things, so I'm very interested in that. I'm just wondering if Shungai could be brought into that. But uh, you mentioned toroidal fields early on, and um, that's something that really interests me because a lot of people who seem to do a lot of work outside of the mainstream of... The, just in the normal science, all the bullshit kind of nonsense what that's completely controlled from the top down. Uh, what can you tell us about toroidal fields uh, as far as uh, the earth itself, our bodies, just, just everything? Like why, why does it always seem to come back to, everyone always seems to come back to finding out that, oh my God, it's a toroidal field. Oh yeah. Well, anything, well, all objects have that energy field around them. So they do, including the earth and it's, it's constantly moving too. So when somebody says something about well, there's ley lines here, there, and wherever. Well, that's that's one version of them, and those are malleable as well. So there's always energy around us, and we all control it. So we're each, think humans are the cells in the bigger biome of Earth. Our feelings and emotions have an effect on the overall flow. 
Just like remember our thoughts and feelings affect us and cancers, same thing with the planet. So hand hand, that's probably why some of the ones that believe they're in charge are trying to keep us all in angst and stress, those type of energies. Um, so we don't become more of ourselves. So it's all a limiting factor. They're trying to limit our environment. Um, and they'll even give you visualizations and show them to you backward. Like maybe the turtle flow spinning backwards. So we all think about that. Well, if we think about it that way, we'll have an effect. So a lot of the stuff, I'll just say, we're given out there is given to us in such a way that it's, uh, well, I'll just say it's Kool-Aid. And I only drink water. I don't drink Kool-Aid. So it's a limiting factor. It's a way to get you to have a certain belief system um, and things like that. So it's that, yes, there is a bigger toroidal field around the earth um, and it spins. There's a whole lot to it. I would just think moving energy and not get too stuck in the programming. And often we're taught that too, to go OCD, thinking about this, that, and the other. Um, but if we just think of the overall energies being, it's going to sound a little corny, but love the overall frequency being that or orgone, um, we can really release some of those limitations and yes, the satellites and antennas on the ground, they're trying to control everything in between and stuff like that. Basically adjusting that energy flow so we can't access more of ourselves. So there's lots of ways of looking at it. Uh, for me, it's a limiting factor from my perspective because we are energy beings having a physical experience. Do you think the toroidal field is a representation of how the universe is actually structured? Oh, that's a great question. Absolutely, it is. Um, and I wouldn't limit yourself just to that. I would think toroidal, and not that you are, but I just want to give it a little more, um, maybe a visualization, toroidal field around not a limited DNA strand. They say three and blah, blah, blah. That's a limiting understanding. There's many, many more. Um, they think lines of antennas we have access to. We can call it DNA um, because we're light being, but it is a limiting factor. So just expand your imagination and your reality expands so it does have an effect oh i like that i like that a lot uh tying that in with the with the whole uh buckminster fullerenes and all that and you were saying about the shape uh does that tie in directly with sacred geometry if you happen to know yeah actually so the sacred geometry and there's different platonic solids they call them and there's lots of ways so it was like I was talking earlier, holding here in the 3D, water is an energy. We use a cup and pitcher to hold it. Well, the sacred geometry, and there's lots of them. You can talk pyramidal shapes, so think pyramid or a Merkaba. There's lots of containers for etheric energy, and different ones are good for different uses. So if you're wanting, if you have the mindset where you want to advance yourself metaphysically, um, there's lots of ways of saying that. Well, I would think Merkaba, I think two inverted pyramids. So you get that kind of star shape and then just imagine if you have the understanding of chakras, those activating. So imagination, feelings, containers will have an effect. So yes, those sacred geometry shapes are vessels for certain energies and some work better than others for different things like a healing, physical healing. That's why I keep talking to C60 molecule or that buckyball shape. If you're wanting to um, think, uh, activate your third eye. And I actually teach a class on this tomorrow, enhancing your intuition. Well, I would imagine shapes like the pyramid shape and then the energies moving there and things like that. So different containers for different energies. Guys, I've been monopolizing this conversation. Anybody got anything they want to throw out or anything you want to ask Derek since he's not one of our usual chatters? 
I actually do have a question. I was thinking about the episode that actually came right after the episode with Derek. It was the cymatics episode with Ben Balderson. And he was talking about the experiment that he wants to do, where he's using water and salt to flash freeze water after injecting a frequency to it. And the idea is, is that the salt is actually programming or can program a message into the water. And then you could technically send that water somewhere and literally physically send a message through the water. So that's the idea. And so I was thinking to myself, if we were going to conduct this experiment, it would be so interesting to at the same time have the same experiment going on, but the water that's being used, have it charged with shungite, maybe in a separate location previously, or maybe have the Shungite in the water while programming it. Or maybe we won't even be able to tell a difference, but when if you're, if you're programming a message of love and healing, maybe having the Shungite in the water will amplify that effect. Those are just the thoughts I was having. And I don't know if you've heard that episode, Derek, but it's 241. No, I haven't heard the episode, but I'm familiar with the... Um... The, the general knowledge of that is called programming water. Dr. Emoto did it. Lots of different scientists have done it. We have done similar experiments that you're talking about with programming water. Um, and yes, you can do it. So we've used shungite water where you take the shungite, add it to the water, it turns into living water. So structures it molecularly, poured it in plants, and that plant, that, so plant A will say, doubled in size relative to plant B or things like that. So and we've done different studies and Dr. Emoto even of course, froze water just by emitting emotions or feelings, loving thoughts toward it. it. It then will freeze with just beautiful patterns, things like that. And then if you have static or, or negative energies, it doesn't align and it's more of a disruptive pattern. Um, but yeah, no, it definitely makes a difference. And we've done that remotely. And that's where you tie in to program with your intentions, the cup of water, using your imagination, that buckyball shape, nothing quantum entanglement. There is no distance, just like there is no time. That's just physics. So coming from that understanding, why would you need to be there wherever there is? Just think quantum entanglement and you're going to have an effect. So yes, you can program water in your environment remotely by just using thoughts and emotions. You can do it in front of you as well. Um, and then plants will, will benefit. You can put the water down. Your cats and dogs will go to the water you structured. Um, I've actually done similar to what you're talking about, Rose, as far as, so I have a, a kind of relative high-end microscope here in my office as well, where you can put it in uh, an actual video microscope so I can see active things moving. And I've done live blood cell analysis and taken shungite, held it up to the, um, the viewer. So down there by the slide, and watch what happens when you put shungite and or silver near it and it all responds be it blood or water the energy moves it structures it doesn't clot so i've done lots of things like that as well it's a lot of fun to do i've got videos of this too i've done that for a couple of years that is so awesome i think that what ben is trying to do to add to that conversation now that now that I've heard your response, it's kind of like, okay, well, that's kind of doing what we can already do with extra steps because, like you said, it's automatic, it's immediate, and we can understand it and feel it with our intuition. But what he's doing is like to physically send a message that can be uncovered and deciphered by another human. And like I said, now it just kind of does seem like extra steps, but I guess the value in it would be to visually prove in the same way that cymatics 
can visually prove that frequency creates form, but he's not really here to describe it more. So I hope I didn't just butcher that. <laughs> no, I understand. I mean, you're basically talking telepathy. Um, so, and yes, it can be done. You can send, that's how animals communicate. I teach a class on that too. You can have a thought, animals communicate in images. So an example would be if you're wanting your dog to go lay down, don't imagine your dog running over to the bed and laying down. He's going to see that or she's going to see that. Visualize the dog or cat or whatever you're trying to communicate with laying down. It's called telepathy. We all do it. All animals do it. So send the image you want, the final result, not the act of getting there. Um, because they're not into the whole fluff. Like, you don't have to do all those steps and stages. Just know it, feel it, and it's done. And yeah, you can actually transfer any information in any. It's the fourth state of water. It's it's just another layer in there, another way of the emotional layer, we can call it. So um, yeah, you can, you can program anything in water. It makes no difference. They call homeopathy. You can take a drop and put it in a, a whole swimming pool, and that frequency will go through that whole pool of water, and then you can continue from there. Let me ask you, if you're conducting a cymatics experiment and you can see that one frequency creates one image, and we've talked about in the past the difference between 440 and 432, where 432 just looks more pleasant and healthy, and then 440 looks more jagged and ugly. So what ha have you observed? Like, What kind of impact does shungite have on the intricacies and, de and, and uh, details that appear in cymatics experiments? That's a great question. What, sh what shungite will do, and it's not the only energy tool that can do that, but it is one of the great ones. It takes that edge off. Again, they sometimes call it square waves. Or if, if it's a big fancy device, they call it an oscilloscope, or you can do different non-destructive testing, it's called. So I'm an ex-deep sea diver. I'd go underwater and do all these kind of things and, and do certain readings. Well, it takes that edge off the frequency. So kind of think uh, if you're thinking sound and sound and frequency are different, sound, it would take those high-pitched ones off, the ones that are not compatible with your ears, ones that have an edge to it. So what they're doing is actually adding an edge so many of these energies or frequencies kind of hit our bio body or auras and they, they're not compatible. So they bounce off so we don't benefit from those frequencies or expanded environments because we all exist in many environments, levels of reality, because we're taught, of course, perceive your reality through your five senses, your sight, smell, touch, sound. Well, really ignore those to the degree you can. I would suggest experiencing reality through your gut instinct, your your intuitive insights, your feelings and emotions. Those are the ways we should experience our reality, and then you can get more information. And that's the level that water is also programmable on. They call it fourth phase, lots of ways of doing it. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a whole lot more to our reality. And when we start expanding into it and know that emotions matter, and they're a huge portion of our reality, well, then you can really have an effect. And distance, there is no distance. There's just like there's no time. People sometimes come here for sessions, they'll well, tell me about my past life and this, that, and the other. I'm like, well, I got to be completely full disclosure here. There is no past or future. There is only now. And technically, it would be termed concurrent lives, many at once. Think turning on Netflix, starting about 10 episodes at once. So it's the same thing. There's no time to program water. It just can be. And distance doesn't matter either. So if let's say you have a sister in Florida and you're up here in Washington and she has water or her, you can think about her and you're connecting on those metaphysical levels, you can call it channels. Well, she's going to feel you. And all of a sudden, in my case, my sister likes to call me whenever she thinks about me because I thought about her. And we can all do this. We're all connected. 
Uh, we had a question from the chat, and I just lost it. There we go. Can Derek give us any recommendations on chronic pain? I know about the wording and the universe, and I would love to be free of this. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yep, end result. So I work with people on that as well. So always you want to get the end result. Like I said earlier, never healing. Nobody needs to be healing. No, healed. You want, the, again, the end result. So imagine that, feel it, know it. And it's not some head game. Well, it is. It's all your imagination. Remember, 90% of this universe is your imagination and feelings. So doing that. Um, and what I would suggest you do, because, again, that molecular shape of a C60, that soccer ball shape, holds energy. So I would imagine that shape. Imagine yourself inside of it already healed, not healing, like I said, and no pain. And then you're, in essence, I'm throwing up air quotes here, programming your energy, body, or aura for that. So you can literally heal yourself and get rid of there's, there's no such thing as chronic pain. It's a, I know we experience it that way, but it's a manifestation of something else. So it's a symptom is what it is. And everything's energy. So then it's going back to the root of it. What I'm saying here is long story short, imagine yourself reset the perfect you already being, and you will have that effect on your aura. And then you're, we're a energy being, not a physical one. So you're a light being, not a physical one. So I would suggest you use your emotions and intellect to affect your energy body, and then your physical one will match that. So an example is every seven years or so, the scientists will tell you the skin is regenerated and it's reformed and this, that, and the other in different organs in different states and blah, blah, blah. Well, then why would you ever have a scar? Let's say, and I used to have a really big scar in one of my hands. Why would you have that scar after seven years? The skin's regenerated, you got new skin. Well, the scar or injury is not in your physical body. It's in your energy body. You're an energy being. So if you're wanting to hurt, work on yourself and heal that scar or chronic pain, don't worry about your physical body. That's going to change with your emotions and feelings. Heal your energy body, your aura, chi, prana, you know, your soul, spirit. Call it whatever terms you're comfortable with, but work on that with those energies, emotions, and feelings and you're going to fix the physical symptoms called chronic pain, inflammation, cancers, stuff like that. All right. I hope that helps. Well, we're starting to get a little low on time. Does anybody have anything else they want to throw out there? Well, I heard somebody's mic click on. Hello, Crow. Oh, I'm, I'm with you guys. Sorry, it's been a long day. Back and forth, up and down. So, do you want to throw anything in on the, uh, the 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 dog perception thing? I think you do that with with Blix, do you not? Yeah, you guys were talking about that. Um, let's see. So on May eighth, I've had Blix for a year. He was a year old uh, on February twenty eighth, but he understands every word I say, pretty much. Uh, he's still kind of a puppy, so he doesn't listen. But I can. <laughs> put a picture of his bone in my mind and project it to him and I don't know eight eight times out of ten he'll go pick up his bone and I, I'll make sure I don't have any body movements or things that would cue him off I just do it um, so yeah it's it's real dogs have perception like that awesome. yeah, yeah they, they can telepathy we can all send images and animals just everybody thinks simpler. No, the more accurate and to the point, see the end result of what you want, not all the fluff in the middle, and then they'll pick up on that. And then a little boost would be generating emotion. So like, you know, Crow and the dog are very connected emotionally as well. So they're gonna really get a clear picture. 
And that's why when I had mentioned earlier, if I think of my sister or another significant other or something like that, all of a sudden they're going to think of me in their head and they're going to, well, all of a sudden they're going to end up calling me or something. And again, we all do this. We're all connected, the whole quantum entanglement. So that's that's interesting. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you on that. I, I think just about everybody has had that thing where they're uh, thinking about somebody and they call or, or they stop by, whatever it happens to be. But uh all right. Uh, we since life extension was supposed to be the uh, the, the main topping to, uh, tonight. Anything else you want to uh, touch on it, Derek? Before we call it an evening. Um, yeah, I would actually say don't let don't ever let yourself be pre-programmed, as I term it, or limited. Meaning, well, my family passes on at this time, or nobody lives past seventy-five, or we all get cancer, or blah blah blah. No, that's pre-programming. You're limiting yourselves. That's not the case. Emotions, feelings are a whole lot stronger than 3D limitations. So um, I would change your mindset. Again, thoughts and feelings matter. We've all heard that. So stop if you're of the, the such that you say those things to yourself or you're having the feelings that, you know, I'm only going to live this or I'm sick. Well, change your thoughts and feelings. You're not sick. You're healed. Work on those emotional levels. And then you're going to do things like extend your life, literally. That will happen to you. You can cure. We all get cancer in this reality. Now, hopefully, we don't all get, you know, it found by a medical doctor in the all chemical world or welcome to radiation and chemicals, the exact opposite of what you need. It's thoughts and feelings. So we cured ourselves more often than not. Um, so let's just be aware of that. And then don't let anybody limit you by telling you you're, you're such. You are what you believe you are. And don't limit that. Uh, somebody wanted to know, and I just lost my place again, a few words on copper and the human body. Oh, yeah, I use copper. I'm actually a big proponent. Um, so I, I love copper. We actually, I built a couple of copper pyramids here in Mystical Wares for people to, to sit in. What copper does is it's one of the substances or metals in this, on this, I'm speaking very specific, level of reality that moves what we call orgone energy. So it, it just moves energy. It doesn't pre-program anything. But it does boost, and that's what um, are sometimes called orgone devices and things like that, just a, a layering of organic materials and metals. So one repels, one pushes. So copper and silver are two of the best energy movers or ingredients that can be used in energy tools. And that can be sitting in a copper pyramid, like I mentioned, and then calming down, imagining yourself how you want to be, and then those energies will align with such or you can put it in small particles in in different things like um, cloud busters, things like that that Dr. Wilhelm Reich did um, to have an effect in not just atmosphere, but anywhere in your reality, ultimately, um, because copper moves orgone. Orgone is programmable by emotions or intentions. So you're making a little emotional energy um, you know, booster by, by working copper in there. And then if you want it to add a biocompatible, a physical beneficial layer or energy well that's silver so copper moves energy silver helps it biocompatibly to um even out so just understanding your ingredients in this environment well then you can make bigger recipes with it and have an effect cool all right so the last thing i'll throw out uh we were talking about organ throughout the whole thing and i get the concept but maybe a lot of folks don't do you want to explain what organ is and what it is not because so many people i think kind of get it wrong Mm, sure. Uh, and there's different ways of looking at it, but orgone is just, just think, and there's lots of ways, it's an energy and there's many parts and pieces of it, but in the overall energy, 
it's a living energy. It's an event. Um, it's a malleable energy in our environment that we can use. So uh, one way to actually scientists call it if it's not orgone energy, it's door or dead orgone energy. So think stagnant pond or a puddle that has no life in it, things like that, just no energy moving. So moving energy is always more beneficial and expanding. And that can be around you physically on your biome or your thoughts or on orgone devices. Like we make some here where you get a little container. Again, layer it with beeswax because I prefer beeswax to a resin if possible. And then layer those organic and metals. So it, it pushes and pulls the energy. Well, that's just moving energy. You might want to have a decision or thought on what to do with that energy. Well, then you can inter integrate layers like, say, turmeric in this orgone device you're making, which has an anti-inflammatory effect on the physical level. So now if you have an orgone device with a layer of turmeric and that movie energy is moving a frequency now, not a sound, have that in your environment. Well, guess what you're going to experience? anti-inflammatory effects having that turmeric with black pepper boosted by the way about a thousand percent so that's one thing you can do if you're let's say of the understanding of chakras and colors and things like that the woohoo stuff well maybe you want to be more empathic and you see green is your heart color i'd put a layer of green in there so that frequency of the green will trigger your heart chakra so now that little device has your your heart energy in it and then from there so we have little wooden love hearts with so a little tiny heart made of wood with the word love etched in it that's a frequency put one of those in there so now what have you done you made an energy device it moves orgone energy with the pre-program of love around your heart so again it's just a recipe an orgone device is if you have the understanding and i would actually suggest staying clear of many of the ones that for example i've seen the different fairs and events and psychic things fairs because they're working in like lights and different non-biocompatible frequencies. You're making an energy device. So I would suggest that the ingredients in it, what you make it of, are compatible. And that's not little LED bulbs and things like that um, or toxic resins. Uh, because, again, everything is frequency. So orgones are living energy. And if used right, it can benefit you. Awesome. All right. I think we're just about there. Uh, Crow, do you, is there anything you wanted to throw in since you missed uh, the, the whole show? No, I'm sorry I missed so much of it. I've been slammed all day long. Um, I'll have to do a listen back or something. But um, just so you know, I put 306s out now. Well, let's talk about that for a moment then because we just recorded that yesterday and I thought that was a pretty damn good show myself. Yes. Right, so we did an episode on scarcity because um, it seems to be one of the favorite minor chords being played on the news all the time, um, actually throughout my lifetime. I don't think there's ever been a time when I'm when since I've been alive where scarcity and fear haven't been the main programming tools. So we picked three commodities, or Jason picked three commodities: uh, oil, diamonds, and precious metals. And we took the mainstream narrative and took it apart across. I don't know. I think some of the earliest stuff from the early 1900s. Yeah. Already the scarcity entering the news. Well, it just shows uh, once again just how much the the social engineering is put into place. I mean, it was all ridiculous poppycock going back a hundred over a hundred years now. I, I couldn't believe it. So yeah, we break all that down uh, for each of those three different things, and we even talked a little crypto at the very end. So, all right, that's episode 306 <laughs> up on, uh, <laughs> yeah, right, Crow? And, <laughs> so that's Crow777radio.com. Uh, Derek, why don't you give out all of your contact info and, and, again, mention just what you do and why people should check you out. 
Sure. No, I appreciate that. Um, so our, our overall website where we have the online store and you can get various Shungite products and we get it directly from the mine in Russia would be um, Mystical Wares, M-Y-S-T-I-C-A-L-W-A-R-E-S dot net. And then from there, you can find our our various Facebook links and metaphysical um, or mystical wares group and then metaphysical perspectives YouTube channel where I share videos as well. Um, and hopefully, you know, helping us all expand and benefit from each other and become more. And then again, we are on um, there is an online store on the mystical wares site where there's even some of the orgone devices we talked about and the Shungite skin bombs and whatnot as well. So I appreciate that. Cool. Baldini, you got anything you want to throw out there? I just throw a bone out there. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> no, it's a great it's a great topic. Um, I certainly am um, hip, hip to the ideas of uh, you know orgone and um, of course manifesting intention and all that good. Uh, I, I love these ideas. I love exploring them uh, and going uh, ever deeper and trying to uh, understand the world around us. So uh, great to to talk to Derek and uh, listen to his views on things and. Uh, I'm still uh, still glowing a little bit from our weekly weekend jam session. I got to tell you, <laughs> you were pretty you were pretty blazed, dude. I think they should have took the mic from you. To be <laughs> I, 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 I was pretty lit. There's no question about it. He had a few uh, few of his own I, coffees. I did indeed. I had a few uh, few green coffees. Playing <laughs> an H sharp there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh well. How about you, Wayne? Anything Paul, you want to throw I need out? you to give me instructions on how to make the butter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She, she wants to I'll do fix that. You, I'll fix you right up. We'll, we'll put tension in it. This butter is going to make me really high. <laughs> 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 this is going to be the smokiest butter ever. It's good stuff. That's you add shungai to it for that extra oh, special something. Nice. There you go. Then it's crunchy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> Anything you want to say for final words, Wayne? I just want to thank Derek for coming on. It's been very informational, and uh, you know, I, I appreciate hearing his viewpoints on things and a lot of words of wisdom in there. So uh, oh, we yeah. could all maybe, you know, improve our own situations uh, by keeping these things in mind. And it's important that we focus not just on the physical world around us, but uh, be mindful of the energies that exist all around us. And you know, if we could do that, then we could have a better, uh, you know, run at things for ourselves. Jason, Melanie was asking for an update on Carla. You guys know anything more than I do? Oh, oh, didn't even, I missed that. Sorry. Hi, Melanie. Um, just what I said to you earlier, uh, she's home again, and I can pull that conversation up so I can throw that out there for everybody. Cause he, I think she, yeah, she ended up having three units of blood, getting a bleeding area cauterized shut. Yeah, um, I was under the impression she was still recouping in ICU, but maybe you know something I don't. Um. Oh, she was gonna. She's uh, home. They had. She's yeah, home. Oh, she now. is home. Yeah. Good. Because they had her like lined up for CT scans and all kinds of things. So. Right now, now they are unfortunately because of the uh, the, the seriousness of it, they are un having to go and do some radiation stuff and all that. But thankfully, he knows a few things to to help deal with that. So. So this is our entire community uh, hoping to help these folks out. This is Austin Walters, uh, who's been on the show with us twice. His wife, Carla, is dealing with some very serious cancer issues. So they need all the goodness you can throw their way. 
All right, I think that's gonna do it. Anybody else got any final words or shall I sign off? Speak now or forever hold your peace. Fuck the fucking fuckers. I make mine a triple. Listen, butter boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Never gonna live this Never gonna down. let it down. And I watched you for two days. <laughs> it was hysterical. All right, Derek, thanks so much for coming on last second. I kind of had the idea earlier today, and, and you just happened to respond, so thanks for that. Uh, and, you know, if there's anything else you ever want to talk about, we do these every Wednesday. You're always welcome to come on with us. Well, I appreciate that, and you having me. Thank you, and I'm going to have to get that recipe on the butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, always good to Baldini there. butter yeah, is the real thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It'll set you free, that's for sure. <laughs> Better watch it. Derek will put a Merkaba in that and send it back to you. You'll never <laughs> hey, you guys live right by each other, so it's not exactly a, uh, a difficult thing here. We could do that, you know. All right, I'm going to sign off then, guys. Thanks so much to everybody for being here, and we will see you next time. <laughs> Yeah.
Oh, to see.